Okay, so we're back here doing this again. Um, should I get my own theme music for this? I should get my own theme music for these fucking segments, shouldn't I? Welcome to Conspiracy on the Rocks, um, Desk Talks, I guess, uh, because Oz is not with me, uh, it's just me in my room by myself, uh, because right now it is Thursday the 18th, and it's, um, we're supposed to have, like, a really bad snowstorm, it's not actually that terrible where I'm at, uh, but for, like, safety, we just decided to cancel recording tonight, so I did not see him, and I have not seen our other friend who was going to be on to do a conspiracy theory that I'm super excited about and will hopefully be the next episode up after this one, depending on how things go. Not entirely sure just yet. Um, so to keep up with everything and make sure that we don't like skip a week or one of our two weeks so we don't skip an episode, <laughs> I'm going to do another desk talk with you, I guess. But this isn't going to be just an update. I'm going to do... An actual kind of story, I guess. And it feels weird because I didn't know, like, this is the first one of all this. And I, I might keep these just in case we ever had to cancel ahead of time um, any other episodes. But uh, I didn't know how if I wanted to do, like, a conspiracy because then that's one we can't do together. And I didn't really want to do cryptics. I think they fit in well. Um, so I threw around a few ideas. But here I am. I think I'm going to talk to you about something paranormal since we haven't really hit a lot of paranormal we haven't really hit paranormal directly in its vein if you get what i mean so now i'm doing one that's like straight up paranormal i'm going to give you a story about a haunted house uh well more of a haunted inn uh located in pennsylvania um philly philadelphia to be exact so i'm here to just give you a little quick story um and hopefully you enjoy this desk talk <laughs> Yeah, guys, so just to, like, stick with the theme and make sure we have an episode out, uh, here it is. Here's, here is the story of the General Wayne Inn located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay, I'm gonna try to do this as best I can. <laughs> I have a good amount of notes to run through. Um, so, the inn was built in 1704. Um, it was originally called the Wayside Inn when it was originally built. A Quaker by the name of Robert Jones decided to open an inn uh, with the idea of serving travelers going to and from Philadelphia to Randor on the Lancaster Roadway. So, like, a lot of immigrants would, like, flow in from, like, Philadelphia ports, I guess, and uh, would try to, like, make their way around, like, the town. And, like, going to, like, Randor was, like, one of the next big stops because that was, like, one of, like, the designated trails at the time and all that stuff, like, one of the roads. It was renamed the General Wayne Inn in 1793 after a local Revolutionary War hero. Um, for some reason, I can't seem to find his name, so I'm just assuming his name was Wayne. 
and he was a general. But I didn't dig that deep, I guess, so. Uh, because of its location near Marion Station, though, uh, it saw a lot of revolutionary battles. Like, a lot of battles were taking place around the inn, and because of that, the, like, the inn hosted a bunch of American soldiers, including George Washington and Marquis de Lafayette. Fucking hope I said that right. (laughs) I haven't seen that name since elementary school. Um, as well as as well as some British soldiers, like some of the Redcoats, and their Hessian soldiers that were, like, their hired soldiers that the British used in Revolutionary War. So, like, this this inn was just, like, giving it to everybody. Like, playing on both sides. Just, like, making that money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then during the 1800s, uh, many people vacationing to Philadelphia would actually go to the inn for... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh through this. Okay, so people would go there for fine dining, and they would have meals such as squirrel ragout, which I had to look up, which is just basically a stew and pigeon stew. So they're both stews. I don't know why the squirrel one got like such a special name. Which is, like, crazy to think that that was, like, fine dining back in the day, but nowadays nobody would ever think about... I sure as hell nobody's thinking about eating a pigeon, unless pigeons pigeons have evolved into some nasty creatures. I don't hate squirrel. I've had squirrel before. (laughs) It's not terrible. Um, It's still food, people. I'm sorry. That's my opinion on that one. But to think that that was fine dining, when nowadays you would not think squirrel and pigeon were fine dining. I'm doing air quotations even though you can't see them. And it had a had a it had like a few famous guests but the most like at the, during like the times but like the most notable one was Edgar Allan Poe had uh stayed there for like a week or so I think. And up until the 1930s, uh there used to be a window from his room that had his uh initials uh scratched into it. Um I don't know what happened to the window or what they did with it. I would hope they didn't just like get rid of it. I hope they probably like sold it or something but so he was there, uh, was said to, like, be a stop that he had made to, like, get away from some of the troubles that he was dealing with at the time. Upon all of it, like, the inn was also a restaurant, obviously, because people went there for the fine dining. And uh, it had a couple other things. It was also a post office. It was a general store. And it was a, it, it, this is what I found. It was a social center for new Welsh immigrants. Because, like I said, a lot of immigrants were coming in from, like, the port. So they would, they would hit up this hotel. So I guess just a lot of Welsh would, like, convene there and um, hang out. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, I, I don't have much more of it than that. Uh, it went through a couple of owners, one of which I will talk about later, which was, like, the one of the main ones for, like, a long time. I'll, I'll give you, like, uh, there, were, there were a bunch of various owners, and I'll get to the other one. But, like, Mr. James E. Webb and Guy Silio, uh owned it back in 1996 for like a hot minute these guys did not own this thing long um they were best friends struggling financially and on a day after christmas in 1996 i think they got it in march they started uh so this is like not even a full year uh guy just shot webb uh till he died in one of the third floor offices to collect his life insurance policy on him so i guess that's great friendship <laughs> i t- <laughs> that is some good old friends uh there um wonder if i should do that to oz 
Nah, too obvious. Uh, and then also in 2001, uh, a man by the name of Frank Kakuti bought the inn, but it closed down in July 2002 uh, due to the lack of profit. Because uh, I guess after like the murder and stuff, it just wasn't picking back up. So that's like the basic history of the whole thing. There's not a lot going on with this. Um, other than, like, a lot of revolutionary fights around the area, um, a lot of soldiers taking, like, shelter there and all this stuff, so nothing too crazy, um, in the inn itself other than the murder. All on that, um, let's get to, like, the biggest owner that, uh, like, held on to it for, like, the longest time, um, in 1970, the, a man by the name of Mr. Johnson was, I believe, besides, like, the original owners, uh, like the guy who built it was like the longest running caretaker for the place. And uh, he was the owner of the inn and he had uh, apparently growing up where he did, he was used to like spirits and stuff. So he instantly um, realized that there were like, uh, he is quoted like saying like 17 other entities, like 17 separate entities living in the building that he is inhabiting now. So that's nuts. <laughs> um, so he is like used to this. It uh I guess he took some time to like get used to like all the quirks and all the stuff that's going on, just getting used to like living with ghost. So he adjusted to the company. He adjusted to his new company. Uh literally his new inn and his new ghostly company. Uh and continued business as usual, pretty much. Just occasionally had to fix some of the pots and pans and rearrange the furniture that always got moved wild i would be going nuts <laughs> so in 1972 he had a séance performed and it is it's this is what it this is what i found online uh, all the ghosts spoke directly through the medium in an orderly manner <laughs> just i cannot believe that all the ghosts would be so patient <laughs> to want to talk and letting each other take turns, I don't know what that's all about, but they all spec they all spoke clearly through the medium and in orderly fashion. So there are a bunch of entities living here and everything. So that's like the history of the place. And now I'm gonna get into some of the stuff that's been seen there that has been credited to being around. Um it is said that there is about Eight random Hessen soldiers that still uh, roam the place, uh, and they cause a lot of trouble for guests. They will um, supposedly, like, excuse me, they'll move pots and pans around in the kitchen, they'll move towels around in the bathrooms, they will, you'll go to, like, I guess on, like, lock a door, but you won't be able to, like, open it. Um, don't know how they're doing that, but ghost uh, and such, and they say that for the most part, I guess these Hessen soldiers just like to cause mischief and have fun <laughs> with people and guests and stuff. And then there are said to be some Native American spirits roaming around, but they're apparently not very powerful. So people have just caught glimpses of Native American people, and that's about it. So uh, there's also apparently a spirit of a little boy who can't stop crying um, to tell you his name or anything of his death, which that's terrifying because as much as I know, that bitch is a demon. Uh, most likely that little kid is a demon 
and don't play with him. Please leave him alone. Let him cry. You walk away. <laughs> uh, but there are some, I guess, more notable ones. Uh, one of the biggest ones uh, is a man named Wilhelm. He was a Hessen soldier who liked to hang in the cellar. Me too, bud. Uh, don't don't have much more on that. Uh, really trying to figure out why there's so many Hessen soldiers that uh, are like trapped in this hotel, uh, or in, but like hang out in the cellar. Like, was that like a common area, or was he just like coming in, showing up, and then just walking down the stairs? Like, hey, Wilhelm, hey, bud, and they just just, just down there. Uh, can't figure that one out. <laughs> just hanging out in the cellar, me and my buddies. Uh, me, just me and myself and Irene. Uh, so he liked to hang out in the cellar. He was killed uh, in battle during the Revolutionary War. It, he it spoke. This is one of the ones that spoke through the medium. So he said himself, apparently, he is trapped here because he's still looking for his uniform. Apparently, upon his death and burial, the general in charge of his band, uh, I don't know what you call the trooper. I'm blanking on all of this. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, they removed, like, all of his clothes but his underwear. He got buried in his underwear. They took all of his clothes, including his new boots. His new boots! His brand new boots. So, he is apparently seen down in the cellar, um, pretty much naked looking for his uniform so that he can be buried in peace. Like, not looking naked. <laughs> Next to naked. And then there is also another Hessen soldier. <laughs> like, all the soldiers are Hessen. Like, I don't even... I don't know why, but that's what it is. Um, Ludwig uh, is another soldier who used to haunt one of the rooms, um, supposedly. And he would constantly do the same thing where he would come and sit on a bed... And asked a guest who was sleeping in it to find his bones again in the cellar. Were all the Hessen soldiers just, like, hanging out in the cellar? Like, actually, was that a thing? Like, I don't get the appeal. I don't understand. But to find his bones that were buried in the wall of the cellar. I... Why? What? What was happening where somebody... Like, he died... Okay, it's his bones, too. I just, like, I can't... There's not a lot on this. Just, what happened where this man died and his bones? So, like, there was, like, either somebody ripped those things out or deterioration happened and they had his bones and put them in the wall of the cellar. And why? Why would you even bother putting... Why would you put those there? What is happening that you need to put this man's bones in the cellar wall? Like, I just... Anyway, one guest apparently had took up his quest's journey and went down to the cellar and was able to find the bones hidden in the wall, I guess also with some old pottery, uh, and then buried them correctly, and the ghost has never been seen since. So Ludwig is at peace now, I guess. Would have really liked to kept him around and figured out what the fuck happened there. <laughs> um... There's, and uh, my last one here, which is a two, uh, is uh, two two young girls by the name of Sarah and Sadie. Uh, they were employed at the inn in the mid-1800s, um, and a Persian rug peddler uh, came to the inn to sell his rug to a potential buyer. Coming out of my mouth is wild, because I'm very, I don't understand 
the world uh, back then. But how did you make a living traveling, selling rugs? Like, I just don't... There there had to have been, like, some weird marketing gimmick in there. Like, there's no way. It's probably, like, oh, it's made from the highest quality fabric. But in reality, it's made from, like, his own butt hair. I don't know. But, you know, which that'd be, be a feet and a half, actually. But you know what I mean? Like, how the fuck is this guy? guy, like, traveled to this inn to sell his rug. Like, I don't know. Um... But he, he had a potential buyer he was going to find, and uh, the buyer never showed up. So essentially what he did is ask the girls to take care of the rug in his absence as he left to find the buyer that he was supposed to meet. Which, again, now that I'm saying it, sounds f- wild, because this is back in the 1800s, so it's not like he got online and like had this guy's like information or like a photo or something. So like, where was he going? Like, who do you knew? Like, how do you know who the guy was? And how did he even, like, contact the dude to, like, sell a rug? Was it, like, a letter thing? Did they have, like, a picture in, like, a general store book somewhere? Like, Red Dead? Like, is that how it worked? Like, that's just so wild to me. Anyway, he left to find the guy. He ne- then, then he never came back. So these girls just had this rug, and I guess they went to their... they. I guess they died somewhat youngish. Um don't know how or they just didn't and just kept the rug but apparently their spirits still roam the inn um for the fear that they would be accused of stealing the rug because it was in their possession and they just had it now and it's like you just get rid of the rug like if he didn't come back after like months just get rid of the rug or just use it like i don't know this is just wild uh just like off topically there's Random spirits that can be found, like I said about the Hessian soldiers, like, having fun with, like, pots, pans, furniture. Um, there's also some pictures I think you can find online that these uh, invest- two investigators found. There's a image of what looks like a somewhat of, like, a bigger, burlier man uh, going up the stairs looking towards the camera, a little weirdly. And then there is definitely a really weird picture of this one where it looks like the back, like the back of someone, like uh, their head and their someone of their chest, looking towards the stairs and just kind of there. Um, it's also said that this was like a digital camera, and somebody had analyzed it and said that this has not been edited. Uh, and there's just spirits and there's stuff going on. That that uh, that's the end. That's the general Wayne in. Um, in recent years, though, uh, after Frank Cacutti had kind of shut it down because uh, it wasn't selling. Uh, in 2006, and I believe it's still around. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting in front of my computer now. Why don't we check up together? Why don't we actually look it up? Um, yeah, so in 2006, the end was uh, bought by a... Well, I'm not really sure who bought it, but it, it, uh, it was bought up, and it was uh, remodeled into a Jewish synagogue, and it was called the... I, it's still now called, I've, I've, I've confirmed it, it's still around, is called the Shabbat Center for Jewish Life, and it's just now, a, it's just a synagogue now. Um, apparently, after it has been used as a synagogue, uh, maybe there was like, I, I don't know if there was like an exorcism or like a cleansing or something, but apparently the spirits have kind to uh, settle down a bit. Uh, apparently there's some light activity, but it's not big anymore. Apparently the spirits have fully settled down to 
rest, I guess. But it's still, if you go to the location in uh, Marion, I believe, Philadelphia, like a little bit outside Philadelphia, uh, it's there and off to the side, um, still preserved is the gigantic lettering that says General Wayne Inn because it is a historical building. So uh, that's still there and you can go visit it. If you want to, well, I don't know what you would do anymore. I guess like back in the day you would visit and like see all this stuff, but now it's, now it's a synagogue. So I guess walking into it would be a little different on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's all I got for you guys. I didn't really want to run long with this. So, um, that's, that's our snow day episode, I guess for you guys. Uh, I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoy listening to me ramble on into the mic as I do. It's really awkward recording by myself. I have no one to bounce ideas off of, and I just sit here and talk very fastly into the mic, so I apologize for that. But coming up here, uh, we should have... (sighs) We have plans for our next episode in effect, and then after that, we have rescheduled the episode we were supposed to do today, two weeks from now, when our friend is available again on the day we record. So, stuff's coming. It's always coming. Um... We've got a good queue of episodes coming up for all of you. So thank you for staying with us and listening. I hope everything's been getting better because I know it has been. Uh, I'm improving everything every moment I can. So, yeah, I don't think there's really much more than that. Uh, just want to give a shout out to Sarcamstick on Instagram uh, for the use of our logo design. And I'm not going to use the theme song on this one. So I don't know if I really need to give a thanks. But thanks to Alfredo Especial for the use of our u- u- regular theme song, um, Polska. And I think that's really it, everyone. Um, I'm probably going to edit this down. I'm I'm at like 24 minutes now. I'm probably going to edit this down like a half hour. So I'm going to get off. Uh, this is my day off. And I have made some kick-ass pizza with honey mustard as a sauce. And it is delicious. And hopefully I'll be making some chicken wings later tonight. Because I am a wing boy. I don't know if I like leaving off with that. But that's where we're at. Bye, Gold.